Sensei Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is finally underway. Yes, after all the waiting, after all the talking, after all the analysis, after all the bullshit predictions from the American national media, we're finally underway. And yes, we lost <laughs> uh, in the first game of the season at the Seattle Seahawks 21-20. But goodness me, what a game it was. And uh, even some of the national media I was listening to this morning were purring, genuinely purring about our performance. Exactly. Thank you to our cat in the corner there. Uh, uh, Joining me for the first proper podcast of this new season is the very near to my far, the close but no cigar, the crushing to how on earth did we lose that? It's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Good evening, Paul. What a game. What an exciting start to the season. I mean, I know I said to you as I walked in here, I was like, sometimes you forget just how much you love football when it's been away for that long. I think that's about the only sport that could give you that emotion. But an absolutely unbelievable evening of entertainment started off by the online tailgate, which I know we'll get to later. But so exciting to see the Bengals back. And I think they surpassed almost all of our expectations but I think for me ultimately a real shame not to have turned that over the line you know you put yourself in that position we should have had him but what do you think anyway starting off we did everything but win that game literally everything it's like if it was like a a boxing match yeah you had the geezer on the ropes we had the geezer on the ropes and but then just one punch the ref was like just about to step in exactly but then one punch and it floored us and then you just sort of you check your phone and the geezer got back on it you know it's just we had them. We, we had did them. have them. We did have them. And I, I feel a bit weird this morning. I mean, I feel weird most of the time, but especially weird this morning because I watched the game with my best mate who's a Seahawks fan. And uh, we're very, you know, very, very reserved fans and we're very respectful to one another. <laughs> um, he watched us. I went down to his place and watched uh, the game four years ago when... It was kind of the same thing, but a different thing. Yeah, you know, the Seahawks yeah. absolutely bossed that game, and then we came back. Uh, and this time, obviously, we completely bossed this game. And I don't quite know how the Seahawks won it, really. Cause he... Individual errors. Yes, I'm, uh, obviously that was a rhetorical question. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like total yards. The Bengals had 429 total yards. The Seahawks had 233. We had... Um, I don't know, let's have a look. 22 first downs to 12. Exactly. I mean, that's that's quite a beatdown, really. So the only thing that was missing was the W in the win-lose column. I don't... I'm scratching my head this morning to try and figure out where we lost it. And then also you've got this weird feeling of feeling happy with the performance, but also like we lost at the end of the... At the end of the day, Brian... We lost that game, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm sort of toing and froing between being happy that we performed so well, but also angry that we actually let that game slip through our fingers. Do you know that this is an outrageous statement, and I feel like everyone's going to switch the pod off after I say this. It reminded me of a Marvin sort of game where we like, played quite well. You think with Marvin back in the day? We started last year well. They had flashes. But just at the key moments where you felt like you needed to tread on their neck and finish them off, it just didn't happen. Not ruthless enough. Not ruthless enough. And I feel like the Bengals are guilty. We've had a very, I I believe we've had a very talented roster for the last probably five to eight years. Every season. There's been good talent on that team. And, you know, through injuries and various other bits and pieces, we've not got over the line. But... Very good talent. And last night really epitomised that again. It's like, you know, a lot of us coming into this season weren't sure, you know, with the, the, all the changes of personnel, if we still had that talent. And last night really showed that we did. But I still think, you know, that we had such good chances last night that were crucially missed at key moments. And that really, I think, with the Marvin era was like, that was where it was. The talent was there. There was good performances at times. But when it really mattered, when it was really the crucial moment... Could you finish them off? Could you take them off? And I, obviously not in any way dissing on Zach Taylor or the team or that with same old. I'm not, it's not even trying to go down that same old Bengals route. But it's such a shame. I think a win last night would have just been absolutely a state. It was a statement anyway, but it would have been 
comfortably the win of the week across the league. I think it would have sent a message to the AFC North. I wouldn't. The Titans over the Browns. That was a heck of a win. Well, for yeah, yeah, but I think <laughs> that was, in terms of an upset though, yeah, well, to go to Seattle. Yeah, I know. I agree. And do them over <laughs> without AJ Green and Cordy Glenn would have been. Yeah, incredible. that's fair enough. I thought Seattle were quite poor actually. Mm. My mate was saying this is what they do quite a lot in the uh, in what Brian Schottenheimer does. Uh, he runs it and runs it and perseveres with the run. He doesn't open things up. Um, and you saw that last night. We were. I think the thing was we knew that there were. I think we. Well, I said certainly. I'm going to take credit for this in last week's podcast. Um, I expected us to hurt Seattle. You know, on various occasions, I wasn't expecting it to be pretty much every play and yeah, every yeah. drive because we were slicing through them. Yeah, 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 they'd managed to kind of counter the threat from that front four. You know, Jefferson had a good game. Clowney was looking good. Uh, Bobby Wagner was was excellent as as per usual. But we got the ball out so quick that first drive. Those those little slants from from Tyler Boyd were absolutely killing, like little paper cuts. Beautiful game plan. Yeah, absolutely. Getting that ball out quickly. I thought it was a really nice hit. It got everyone involved as well. You saw catches across the ball. You had Alex Erickson involved. You had Willis involved. Tyler Boyd from the start, you know, was involved on all of them. Great hands. Tyler Eifert on some key third downs. Really strong hands, good grabs. Uzama was involved. You know, didn't feel the loss of AJ Green in that game. Would AJ have made a difference? It absolutely would have done. But I, I think, I think we the... really managed not having your key star player there very, yeah, very, very well. well. And uh, I think that's the key thing that was different. There was a solid, solid, solid game plan in place that yep. was executed really, really well for, I'd say, sort of 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't legislate for those. You know, Zach Taylor as a coach, it's like with anything, you can't legislate for... A, you know, a, a, a difficult fumble, you know, a missed field goal. No, I mean, they're, they're hard individual errors. Yeah. That it's difficult, you know. And I think that's unfortunately what cost us the game. But ultimately, from a sort of concept standpoint, and as Sam Hubbard said it, said it absolutely perfectly. So if we play like that for the rest of the season, we're going to win a lot of games. He had a great game as well, Sam wow, Hubbard. Two sacks. Old mother. Four hits. Oh my. <laughs> How have we not given that him a nickname like that already? I That's already quality. have. You haven't picked up on Old that. I've mother. said it once before. Old Mother Hubbard. Um, that is something the Americans will not get. No, they won't. So, which is exactly why we'll persevere with it. <laughs> Without um, any explanation. Absolutely. There's a, go, go and try. Google that one. Um, so how are we going to break this down? Let's talk about a few things. Um, let's talk about the positives first. Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, Talk about the offensive line because they were going in. We we've been you know very critical. Uh, I thought they did okay last night in pass protection. You know there was a few times when Clowney just kind of walked past Andre Smith, which is but this is Jadavion Clowney, like you yeah. know a Pro Bowl for was he first round pick or whatever yeah, or first first overall pick, first yeah. overall. So you know that's going to happen to any offensive line. He's going to cause problems. You know, mm. uh, I thought they did. Pretty well in pass protection. I mean, but we couldn't get any run going hard. Yeah, the, the last player that got, I think the offensive line, I mean, you know, they always say if you you the offense on the field, you tie the defense out by the end of the game. And we, you know, easily controlled the ball throughout the game, have far more possession, far more snaps. And I think at the end there, you saw a player, especially someone like Andre Smith, who's always had conditioning issues. He looked gassed at the end on some of those plays. Yeah. But at the end, you saw Bobby Hart, like the, the last player of the game, that absolutely was not mm. a fumble but ruled it on the field. You saw Bobby Hart get completely, you know, I blown away there. I think that's going to happen from time to time. Yeah, But for I, the most part, I thought they were I pretty th- good. I thought, yeah, I, w- I would I mean, agree. Look at the it inter- certainly wasn't a huge problem. I think they, yes. they did enough. And I think the game plan, and you know who said it very well was Jeff Hobson on the podcast last week. Mm. He said that the offensive line is difficult to judge this year because they're going to ask them to do different things. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, we're expecting Andy Dalton to have five seconds in the pocket. It is literally get that ball in his hands, yeah. get it out. And you won't need to be blocking people like Clowney and Bobby Wagner and others for, every week. you know, three, four seconds. So I mean, I think it's too, I mean, you, I've got to pay tribute to the interior guys. Trey Hopkins uh, starting for Billy Price. Uh, I haven't seen any grades yet, but uh, and I haven't watched the game through properly yet. But you know, uh, Hopkins uh, and to his left the rookie Michael Jordan, yeah, yeah, and also to his right John Miller. I did see John Miller miss a few blocks in the run game, but um, on the whole, as I say, I, I was kind of pretty, pretty happy with the way they played. And of course, you know, they did utilise 
some real they lots of bunch formations you know lots of four wide receiver sets double tight end sets as well which we kind of knew what was they were going to do that to yeah. kinda, and uh i think geo had a brilliant block on one on one blitz as he does in every game he, he played well geo i thought yeah he did well when he came in um we're obviously still waiting for news on Joe Mixon's ankle. Sprain, Looked, isn't it? Yeah, it just depends on high or low or yeah. how severe it is, you know. Um, okay, so that's the offensive line. John Ross. Oh, my God. I mean, the most polarising man in the NFL. Just, wow. Oh, come on, that's a statement. Craziness. Baker Mayfield, I'll give you yeah, that. Well, performance-wise, John Ross. I mean... You had to start of that game. They got two quick passes to him. One just dropped. Second one, you know, I thought he possibly caught it. But they, you know, they challenged. it, didn't get it. And at that point, you're like, you know, there was a few people on Twitter, myself included, that were a bit like, this guy's running out of lives, yeah, and you know, yeah, he's yeah. getting a bit much here. And then obviously the touchdown, the flea flicker, beautiful play, and you think, Cole Ross is involved again, another touchdown. You know, madness. <laughs> And then again, in the end of the, the end of the first half, you got that play where he's running straight across the field. He cuts it's a in straight across. Beautifully designed play. That the was, two Seattle yeah. guys ran straight into each other, took each other out. He catches that ball, and I tweeted this out. I said, "Paul Irons would have caught that pass." <laughs> it was straight to the geezer, straight yeah. in his body, uncontested, not too much heat on it. You'd have had it, son. You'd have turned it. You might not have made the end zone as quick as him, but I, I still man. think I still think you'd it's have a caught bit unfair, it. That is. <laughs> <laughs> but he drops it and yeah. everyone's like, you know, they're showing the, the replay from the drone camera that, you know, he'd have made it easy. And you're thinking, this guy, like, he can't keep playing like this. You've got to have more consistency. One play later, you toss a ball up, he goes and gets it above two defenders, rolls into the end zone. And you just think, this is complete madness. Madness. Yeah, I agree. I, if if anything embodies the kind of ups and then, or downs and then ups, in sport, in you know microcosm, that was it. Yeah, you know he dropped a pass that would you know he had twenty yards of of uh, real estate in front of him. You know, it was a be- as I say, it was a beautifully designed play. He came across in motion. Uh, there was a I think it was like another play action. Seahawks bit on it, and then uh, and then he was just wide open down yeah, that left hand yeah. side and. Oh, he had 20, 20 odd yards at least to go into, and that would have been beautiful. But the very next play, and you kind of did because, as you say, he dropped a pass earlier in the game, and you kind of thought, John, this is this how it's going to be? Yeah, no, no. Can you not just get your brain right? You know, please, <laughs> come on, man. And then, of course, you know, he caught that. I mean, it was one of those lob it ups from Dalton, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. cleared the defender, just, just cleared about, the defender, yeah, and yeah, straight yeah. into Ross's hands, and off you go. So, and you kind of thought you do root for him, you want him to succeed because when he puts on that performance, you know, when he, you know, when he catches what was it, seven, uh, seven for one hundred and fifty eight and two touchdowns off twelve targets. That's that's pretty it's good, extraordinary. But I think this might be the way he goes throughout his career. He's going to infuriate and then dazzle. In the same game, you I know? think. I think wide receivers. I mean, you look at a lot of wide receivers that have been drafted in the first round or have been drafted in general, and I think they they do struggle to make an impact these days in their first year. And Ross obviously didn't even have his first year. You know, he had a couple of snaps in his first year that was cut short due to injury, and then obviously last year, you know, and you look at his. You know, this this stat has been overused more than any stat in the NFL this week. But John Ross last year just over two hundred yards receiving, and in that one game nearly, you know, goes past that. So, you know, he is into his third year now. Arguably, you could say, well, this is his second proper sort of production year where he's sort of in the offense. He knows it. He's, again, he's got another um, He's got another offensive coordinator. He's got a new scheme he's got to learn. But if he can play anything like that from a sort of pure just like weapon standpoint of having someone like him in your arsenal that's going to be healthy... Even if you get AJ back, just have him there like that. He's a very, very exciting prospect for this offense. Because if we, we we've said before, if we're going to do well this year, someone like him has got to step up. You need your players that are on the fringe of being. Are they good? Are they a bust? What are they? Because you know, twenty four hours ago, you'd have said John Ross gone around the league. What is he? Is he a bust? What is he? Most people would have been saying, look, this guy. You know, we don't think he's got much left. Look at him. If he plays well this season like that, if he can play like that, he's going to be a serious, serious weapon for us. I agree. And he always had it in him. You know, I keep yeah. 
Um, okay, before we get to the next topic of uh, conversation, what are you drinking tonight, Nathan? Well, courtesy of your hospitality, Paul, I'm drinking a... I seem to be some sort of micro pub here yeah. <laughs> every time. Nathan, dear listeners, Nathan's... Nathan's uh, foregoing actually buying beer himself. Yeah, just turning up now. Just hope, turning up, uh, hoping for, for the best. <laughs> it could either could either be cordial or beer, depending on what. Uh, what's I've in got the fridge, a really. modern British <clears throat> ale, handcrafted in Manchester, first chop pop, <laughs> citrus IPA, which oh, is what's the verdict? First, Seeing as though it came from the bottom shelf of the fridge, first, has probably been there for about <laughs> seventeen years. First gulp was shocking. <laughs> I'm now probably four or five you gulps in, and it's though. not bad. It's not bad at all. Good, good. I am drinking some. I am drinking from the Camden Brewery family, I would say. It's Show Off Juicy Lager. Ooh. And I picked it because I figured, oh, it's a new... They're doing, like, because they do Hells and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they're doing a new... Uh, they're doing a new j- lager. And then I picked it up, bought it, and I saw it's 5.8%. Look at you, Sonny. I'm going to be on the table. Drinking away the, top sor- off the, on the sorrows table, of the defeat last <clears> night. <throat> okay, let's... Uh, what else? Who, what, what else should we talk about? Um, let's go through the positives. So, do you know what impressed me? What? Really impressed me. Go on. Willis. He didn't do anything spectacular, but I think to come in as an undrafted free agent, yeah. to get yeah. that nod and to contribute... And, you know, people label stuff for, you know, like we go back to John Ross. He didn't really, you know, his first two years, he didn't get involved a lot. Willis comes in, he picks up and he gets a few yards under his belt. He gets some catches. He starts. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one had that down no. after the draft that Willis was going to come in. He's going to not only make that roster, which is such a tall task, but to come in game one on the road at the Seahawks with AJ Green out start and get yourself a couple of catches. I think that's a huge testament to him and that's exciting for us to have someone like that, you know, that's only going to get better. Some of the grades are coming in for um, last night on PFF. Sam, old mother, Hubbard, uh, got an 88.1 grade for his standout performance. He produced two sacks and two hurries on 19 pass rush attempts while totalling an impressive seven defensive stops. Um, well, let's talk about the defensive line then. We 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 uh, we had an absolute nightmare last year defensively, and I think that was the that was the actual. We all knew that they had talent on the offensive side mm. of the ball, but I think we lost faith a little bit on the defensive side of the ball because um, we were so bad last year. But we always knew that there was talent on that side. But you know, it was like you, Terrell Austin's scheme was an absolute disaster. They looked all at sea. The confidence went completely. So the hope, you know, the hope was with with Lawson back and Glasgow back, um, Hubbard entering his second year. You'd hope he'd take a step forward. Obviously, there was a huge concern about the linebackers. I saw Jermaine Pratt being involved last night a little bit. Uh, I saw Preston Brown and Nick Vigil. Certainly, Nick Vigil, um, you know, uh, looking good in in patches last night. We were obviously worried about the whole fact that there was only four linebackers on the team, but they seemed to compensate for that. And certainly the defensive line really got after Russell Wilson last night. And um, that's a, two sacks for Hubbard, uh, one sack for Dre, one sack for Carlos. Uh, so, yeah, four sacks last night and two, three, four, five, six tackles for loss. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they were excellent. There's no other way to say it. I thought the commentary team said something really interesting. They were saying, they were outlining how bad the Bengals' defence was a year ago. Mm. And they said, almost maddeningly, they haven't really changed it very much. They've almost said that we've had the worst defence almost statistically in 20 years. They, were saying, they said this on the broadcast. Yeah. And apart from Kerry Wynn, there's not really across that ball many, I mean, you know, obviously Pratt coming in as a third round rookie. Yeah. They haven't changed much, but no. none of us fans are that worried about because you know there is talent. As bad as they were last year, as fans you're like, well, we've got you know William Jackson, we've got Jesse Bates, we've got Carlos Dunlap, we've got Geno Atkins, and I think that's why it was so hard to take last year because it's like we know we've got this talent on the team. Well, same on the offense, and it was you just know. like that's why it's been so frustrating for the last couple of years. We know we've got the talent. I think it's down to scheme again. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It and just shows you if you've got you've got a cast iron. Uh, scheme in place and everybody knows their role I have to say though Sean Williams bit hard on a play action for that Tyler, the, the, what turned out the to be the game winning 44 yeah. four yard um, 
you know, a touchdown pass from Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. That was a bad, bad yeah, yeah. blow, that was. Um, so, yeah, kudos to them. But defensively, you know, we knew that they didn't have too much wide receivers. You know, DK Metcalf looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, start. And, you know, Carson had his moments, but we kept kept that, him under check. And, and they, I think they did really well keeping that, that run game under check because that was Seattle's really big, big strength. And yeah. we did really, really well. I think on that line, just to sort of make my last point on that, there, there is some talent there that we've not seen before in terms of the depth as well. I mean, you've got people like that didn't even flash last night that... His, you know, historically people have been quite high on like Glasgow and, you know, Kerry Wynn coming in as an exciting player. And then you've got, you know, across the ball, like you've got Willis on the defensive side. You've got obviously Hubbard, second year player. Like if he can build on that two sack performance, mm. you know, it's very exciting. Obviously, Andrew Billings last night, you yeah, know, he, he had a good game. He flashed yeah, and he, you know, pushed through the line. So and Josh Tupu as well. Tupu, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a handful. So, you know, for the first that you're looking at that and you're being like, that could be a key strength of ours. If it can stay healthy, you know, t- knock on wood. I'm going to knock on the wood here. Yeah. The on this table. Room wood. But if we can stay healthy, that line should be formidable for the rest of the season. Yeah, you'd hope so. If they keep their fundamentals straight. if that, I mean, there's a few interesting things. I did see, I mean, they mentioned this, but they were, I saw um, Dunlap especially was playing kind of quite wider of what a normal defensive end would be. He was kind of coming in yeah, wider. Yeah. That I found, I found that quite interesting. Um, so there was lots to like, not least Andy Dalton, really. A career-high 418 uh, yards, 35 of 51, 418 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, although he did that have that... Oh, not... I thought that was a pit. I got called out on it on oh, Twitter. I thought it was but... inter- inter- interceptions as well. But, yeah... Um, he played good. He played, looked very sharp, got the ball out quick. Excellent. I thought he was excellent. Um, there was a few missed things, but, you know, we all, I thought, every I thought he was excellent. Gonna, yeah, no, and there was a, obviously a few people sort of having a little bit of a pop at him when he lost that ball. That shouldn't happen in the rain, even yeah. though it was raining, you know. But, you know, I think it does, unfortunately. He didn't look very good, but, you know, he played very I well. I thought he was excellent. I think, again, with that patchwork offensive line and no AJ Green... I thought he's excellent. And the thing is, Andy Dalton, like you know, this is going back a long way, but you're making a face. You didn't like that beer. But it's a bit too strong. A bit too strong. Do you know when, like you were saying, like um, light beers have obviously a, a much less lesser yeah, alcohol yeah, yeah. Con- content, so you can, you know, enjoy. Just have a little bit of a refreshing. That brew. was a bit too much. Bit too so much. So I'm going so. now onto the Brooklyn. This is a uh, special edition Brooklyn Lager. The Naranjito, the orange. Blimey. What is it? Sounds very tropical there, Sam. Oh, no, it's a pale ale. Orange pale ale. Bloody hell, we've got the right assortment here tonight, haven't we? Absolutely lashed. Um, what, where were we? I forgot who we were. I can't remember either. I was about Dalton, when I? Yeah, just... Yeah. I'm not going to cut that out, by the way. So... Um, what I was saying, like with Andy Dalton, it's going back a long way. It's going back a long way. But he was in the MVP running where he had a healthy team in front of him. He had AJ Green, he had Tyler Eifert playing Try at a high level. Try I'm not sure it. About. I was expecting a big can here. I know. Well, I like that a lot. It's not too It's like a madly alcoholic orange. I thought juice. it was going to be like a Phantom. No, or I like that at all. I like that a lot, sorry. Right. Um, I like that at all. I like that at all. Yeah. Um, yes, he played you forget, very well. He was playing at an MVP level that year when we were going to go to the Super Bowl before he'd done his thumb in against Pittsburgh. And then the year after that, obviously last year with all the injuries again, we were 5-2 and two and like, you know, you lose you lose a few key players and then he, Andy Dalton himself gets injured. And I know Dalton's prone to a bad game, but I think the last couple of years, you know, we've been, it's been a shame with the injuries on the side of things in the offense. And I think if he can get, if he can stay healthy himself, and those people around him, I mean, losing Mixon is not going to be an easy thing to recover from. But if we can, you know, get AJ Green back, keep that talent there. I think he's a good quarterback. And I thought in in that system that Zach Taylor's going to run, the quick release is designed around Andy Dalton. Zach Taylor won the job. Coming in there saying pitches, saying, I know Andy Dalton, I know his strengths, I know the West Coast offense we want to run. I think it's actually quite an exciting, you know, prospect to get the best out of Dalton. I mean, it's a pretty staggering statistic that, you know, Dalton's been around for a while. He has his career game 
away from home against Seattle without AJ Green at Seattle. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy stat. Like, you know, and I think if you like, I said we get AJ Green back. Let's let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he played very well. Um, it wasn't all sweetness and light. As I say, we we lost that game rather than we, we sort of snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I thought last night. Perfectly put. And there were a few things, you know, there are mistakes going to happen in every game, right? So you know, you have to suck it up and recover. And for the most part, we did actually recover. But you look back in those key moments, I mean, there was an Ericsson fumble on that uh, punt return, which is pretty bad. Dre Capetra had an awful series. He had a penalty and a missed tackle, which led, I think it led to Car- well, Chris Third down as well, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he had a, but he had a solid game generally, but it was just that, that, that series. He was awful. Um, I think Jesse Bates missed a tackle on Chris Carson's second touchdown. Um, we obviously missed a 40-something, what was it? 45-yard field, field goal from Randy Bullock. We had the kind of Dalton uh, kind of, I don't know what you call it, the ball squirting out of his hand business, and we had that fourth and one. You know, there were three times we got down into the scoring zone, not necessarily the red zone, but the scoring zone. If we'd have just taken one of those chances... Yeah, it's game over. I and know. then, of course, there was lots of talk at the end when I believe it was... Fourth and six, wasn't it? Fourth and six from the, from our own 44 with three minutes to go. Now, what do you do? A I was the, saying... He, I was, t- Taylor's getting a lot of stick, actually, yeah. saying that's an, that's an old day, an old Bengals move. But is it, though? Is it? fourth? And, if it was fourth and, say, four, I know it's only two yards... Would you go? You know what I mean? It's, it's it's a tricky one. Fourth and six or fourth and seven was that's that's a big. Ask. I think I think I was at the time because I think it's be, I think you know you know for any Bengals fan if he's listening to this he should be proud of it. The geezer is really like emphasized that or she or no he or she's listening. Yes. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, the geezer has emphasized this aggressive play call. It's Joe Goodbury's all over. If it's Joe Goodbury's in charge, I think it'd just be four down football. He'd be going, <laughs> he'd be going for it on fourth and twenty from his own five yard line, the geezer. But he was he was very much saying like, you've got to go for that, you've got to do it. And I think it's a hard one that because by punting, you're basically saying in that situation we have to get the ball back immediately. It has to be three and out because we got the ball back in two series. They got one first down. And then we got it back. And we got it back with 20 seconds left. You don't really have a chance. That fourth and six, fourth and seven, if you don't get that, the game's done because Seattle get the ball inside, you know, our territory. Realistically, from a field position standpoint, they're almost in field goal range themselves. You know, you're almost not going anywhere with that. So I think it, so I'm surprised he didn't go for it in some ways. And I think I was saying at the time, I, was like, I think I'd have gone for that. But I completely understand the notion to punt. The defence has been brilliant all game. You know, you want to trust them. You want to say, look, we trust you to get this ball back. Like, we're going to stuff the box. Like, they're not going to be passing this. We think we can stop you. We have all game. Now we know you're going to run. We think we're going to stop you again. So, I, I, I don't, to me, that's not what lost that game at all. I think that that's a... You know, we did get the ball back. We had a chance. But I think... You know, I'm know not that fussed about that. Or, isn't it? I'm it's not fussed or. about that too much. Okay. Um, well, we haven't got a special guest this week, unfortunately. Uh, we might do next week. We've got some people lined up. Um, let's take a break. Okay, welcome back to part two of episode 53 of Cincinnati. Um we weren't uh, before we did our first ever Bengals UK online tailgate yesterday, so thank you everyone for um, contributing and interacting. That's what it's all for, kind of. As we all know, you know, watching the NFL in this country can be a very solitary experience, and uh, so the Bengals online tailgate an hour before each game this season is designed. To basically just say hello to people, really. Show off what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you're eating, what you're drinking. All that kind of stuff. And apart from Stuart Baird, I thought it was excellent. Um, <laughs> Stuart. Uh, that was that was absolutely world class, that was. What, the pants or the carpet? I was more interested in the, the carpet. carpet was, it was like a classic British 1970s. 1970s carpet, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, do go onto our Twitter uh, at... 
Hooday underscore UK and look at the hashtag Bengals UK tailgate. Uh, we can't thank you enough for everyone and, you know, interacting. We're going to be doing that each game, you know, well, maybe not the Monday night game because most people will be in bed. Um, maybe, well, we, we could do, we could hey, do. Let's do it. Um, we have also got, uh, you know, we've got a, a London Wembley game, which you probably won't do. But for the majority, we're we're going to um, we're going to roll that out. We had uh, uh, Big Jim Foster sending a video direct from Seattle. We had uh, Dave Cass, one of uh, a, a British uh, Bengals fan who was out there in Seattle as well. He sent That's a quality video. Hours. Next week, we're going to have more from the actual live tailgates in Cincinnati. We had a uh, a nice little prize giveaway. It was all happening. So if you missed out. Then do and we did a bit on Facebook as well. We're not leaving out the Facebook followers who don't who aren't on Twitter. Um, so you know uh, we're going to be doing that every week. And it was success, a success, I think. Nathan. Massive success. I, I you know some some good, you know it's, it's really cool to see what everyone's up to. I mean, there's some good food knocking about, some good drink, there's a good humour on there, like, and it's a good way for everyone to just have a chat and see what's going on and get excited about it. You know, definitely you know, increases the atmosphere before the game. And I think only leading up to the London game, it's only going to get better. Absolutely. Um, Now, no surprises. We've had an absolute deluge of uh, correspondence from uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, Can I cut you short? Yes. Deluge is not a bad word. You ain't been saying any exciting words for a while. We've gone at least three or four pods and there's been nothing exciting coming out of your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> I've not heard any words. I've been like, oh, right. blimey. I don't know what they mean. Well, I've been know, like, don't like deluge to, is all right. I don't like to, you know... Um, Be you off know. your game, son. No, I'm not. I'm just... You've got to get that thesaurus It's got a selective, selective, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of vocabulary. You watch next week, you're going to throw that's something it, outrageous. That's deep trouble it? next week now. <laughs> right, let's get to our correspondence because there are there is a lot of you shouting... And corresponding with us, Paul Croft at SRD Crofty83. Encouraged, we play some great football, but still a little bit of work to do. Our D line was on form, didn't let them play much. Ross caught some important plays. We defo Miss Green, but yeah, we really was really pleased how well we went. Jamie at Trequart Beaster, great to see the UK tailgate set off so well. Impressed with the team yesterday, but disappointed we couldn't win due to coll- due to a collection of individual errors. When Glenn is cleared, who drops out? Smith or Hart? Smith or Shart? Also, how bloody good was Sam Hubbard? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we've covered old mother, haven't we? Um, who drops out? Well, I think it's Andre Smith, oh, isn't it? Really? He was only signed to be 100%. a reserve and. I think, you know, they've obviously invested in Bobby Hart for right or wrong. So I think Andre did. Uh, I'm going to yeah, drop he will, back to the bench. Yeah, yeah. Chris at Yatesman. Uh, not going to lie, I'm loving this defence uh, to the point there. Um, Chris, I think we're right. I think they started very well. Of course, very this good. is only one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we played the 49ers. Well, I, I guess so. is, Hubbard, uh, is Hubbard, I'm getting all down this uh, yeah. Sam Hubbard bandwagon. Is Taylor and Anarumu going down the route of, right, we're just going to stack the D-line with the basis that we're only going to go a couple of linebackers and really put, well, put they it played, there, they played, that... they played. They will play nickel, but yeah. quite quite often, sort of a 5-2 job. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. But yeah. they also, you know, you look at Carl Lawson, he was drafted... His description was a linebacker. Yeah, and, and Dunlap is fast Absolutely. as well. Like, he he's, can almost... I mean, he's I remember, not a linebacker, but he, yeah, he almost I remember could. Gunther dropping him into coverage. Yeah, that's what I mean. Lining yeah, him yeah. up on the line and then dropping him into coverage. So, you know, that could be a way to mm. bolster the... I'm not saying, you know, they could do Glasgow. They certainly could do Lawson or... Uh, Dunlap. Dunlap, yeah. maybe. You know, so... Hubbard, even. He's a fairly quick Yes, he is. Uh, I saw one of his sacks yesterday and the speed that he yeah, got he off the line the was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Cass, who we mentioned earlier, at Come On Didier. The views... Oh, you're not giving that... Oh, I, 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 I started... Whisper, oh, it's you borderline. Did. I was like whispering a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. The views of Bengals fans in Seattle this morning are mixed. Direct from Seattle. Good work, Dave. Our Seattle correspondent, Dave Cash. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we played much better than anyone could have expected. Unfortunately, the old Bengals epitomised by the silly mistakes were still yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. 
turnovers and three visits to the red zone and no points. This has to change. And that's interesting, isn't it? I wonder, yeah, I did yeah. say last week the Bengals might finish around 8 and 8, but they might they will be a fun team to watch. And that sort of played oh, out 100%, yesterday. 100%. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's just a kind of way to find that which frankly in the good years, was the same thing that happened to Marvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had the the team and we played well and we had some good records and divisional titles, but we just could not mentally get that. Can ruthless. I say, sir, and again, this no, is not can't. this is not me knocking Richard Murgan <laughs> No, go on. <laughs> this is not me knocking on Zach Taylor in any way. I don't even want to go there. But if if but if, but <laughs> and it's not me knocking on Taylor. Yeah. But I would be so interested to see the mindset of fans if Marvin was head coach, and the same game had played out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'd had the flea flicker. We'd had all the exciting plays. The defense had looked stout. You know, you got a new coordinator in there and Anna Rumu, but Marvin was head coach. I think the atmosphere would have been. Yeah, we played all right, but it would have been that same labelled old Bengals thing. And I, the thing is, like Dave said, he says exactly as I think. It was a very much an old school, like, that's a Bengals loss. You dominate the game. You've gone to Seattle. You've smashed the geezers out. We, we outplayed them, but you've lost. Now, because Taylor's new, he's a rookie head coach. He's a young guy. You're absolutely given the benefit of the doubt. That's an incredible performance. Your first game as a head coach ever. You've gone into Seattle's backyard, outplayed them, <laughs> and through a few individual, individual errors that weren't your own, you've lost that game. So, you know, on another day, Randy Bullock nails that kick, or, you know, Alex Erickson holds onto the fumble or Dalton doesn't make that what did you call squirt it out of his hand fumble we probably win the game you know the fourth and one so Taylor did enough to win that game but I think it would be very very interesting had Marvin still been in charge you've seen the reaction of fans for that game and I think Dave says it well there on the basis of you know there's a mixed feeling there it's like well it's fantastic to see us playing as well as that but also it you know, like you said earlier, the, the whole like jaws of victory from defeat and stuff, it's very much like that in terms of, you know, we felt we had that game in our grasp. We should have won it, mm. but we didn't. Uh, Richard Murgatroyd at Richard Murg 90. Richard Murgatroyd? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That is a solid handle, that is. Well, it's his name. Well, it's not it's an a handle, solid it? name. Okay. It's nice to see what Dalton can do with an offensive minded head coach. My only gripe is the decision to go for a field goal instead of going for a TD in the fourth quarter. A lot to look forward to this season. Well, again, rookie head coach, he might make some interesting calls. That I we... wasn't sold on that play. No. I don't know about you, son. No. Tom McDowell at Wagat Dubdidi. The O-line clearing up their penalties really made a difference in keeping drives alive, which is good to see. And again, I want to give credit to the O-line. That's a good point. I, I can only remember one penalty... I can't, and I can't remember whether that was pre-snap or whether it was, I think it was a holding call, so not pre-snap. But a huge amounts of credit. I mean, they're not the the most talented bunch out there, but they in that noise, in that environment, to get come away from Seattle with no pre-snap penalties when yeah, we saw right. what happened in the pre-season, you've got to tip your tip your hat to them. I think. I think I duff your cap, son, as you say. Exactly. I agree with that. hundred percent. Sam Anger and at Sam underscore Anger. Huge positives from last night. The scheme was noticeably different from the word go and suits Dalton's quick release style. I can see fun times ahead uh, this season, but with inevitable downs as well. D line looked great. O line looked surprisingly good. Ross must stay healthy. I'm going to take Tam t- Sam Tam to Sam. Uh, uh, Sam to task not to task that's wrong but I remember a few years back when we played Houston and New Orleans and we and we won in both of those domes and we went in there and did exactly the same thing as we did with Seattle we got out there and Dalton just got the ball out quick 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 and it worked so I don't think it was a good game plan it was executed really really well last night but I don't think this is but to me, that's not, it's not rocket science. That's what you do when you're in a, a hostile environment and you've got a good pass rush. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what you do. You just have to execute it. And um, uh, so, you know, it, what I'm saying, Sam, is that it's not the first time the Bengals have done that with Dalton. Um, but it was noticeable last night because yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was so effective, I think. Um, Warrior at Warrior Nate 99. Solid handle. Encouraging signs from the game, but Hart killed us. 
Uh, I'm not sure about that, Warrior. I don't, I don't think he's great. He, I know he I'm was, not saying he was he's responsible great. for that. Yeah. I, I think the point that Tom made is a fantastic point about because penalty is one of those things you don't give credit for. You only give you only give sort of criticism for if they happen. So I think you know to have virtually no penalties in the O line last night away in Seattle is incredible. So if, you know you've got to give some credit there, but. Yeah, not sure about Hart, but overall with that line, I think you've got to say it was a good performance. Um, and Warrior Old Nate says, um, I don't think the D end over his side was that special. We'd have a way better season if we traded a DL man or late round pick for someone else's backup tackle. What do you think? We'll just have to see what, what, uh, what becomes available, really, I guess. Um, Scott Gibb, uh, the Bengals UK tailgate was great last night. Thank you very much, Scott. And Scott was in there somewhere, I think, I remember. Craig at THW Twit. Uh, there was just that delay of game near the start, but I think that was on Tyler, Taylor and Dolan. It was an encouraging performance, but only if we follow it up. I came away entertained, and that is the most pleasing thing. It's been a struggle to watch, even with the wins in the last two years. And I think that's right. At what point do you feel entertained but then cheated? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of there's only so far you can go, this is an entertaining team and not win. But then again there's there's been teams like that throughout the course of NFL history. Great to watch, but not winners. Yeah. And uh and the I last it's been two... interesting how long a honeymoon period if this car- this trend carries on, like we play, we yeah, yeah. you know smash it up, and we 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 accrue all these yards and and chunk plays, all these chunk plays, you know, uh, but then we don't convert them into wins. I do wonder how long that kind of honeymoon period might last for. But we'll, again, we'll see. Um, I think the entertainment value is massive, though. Cause well, it, it, is, the, it the, is. The, the, you know, I think last season, towards the end of last, you know, no disrespect to Jeff Driscoll, but. The back end of last year of him starting was shocking. The, the year before that, at the very end as well, was hard to watch. And I think to have a season, or a game, sorry, like that against Seattle, where it's end-to-end, there's some strong plays either side of the ball, it's not just an absolute you know, score fest. I think it's exciting for Bengals fans to have a game that means something, where you, where you really feel your team's competing against another good team. You know, So I think it's exciting to have that back. Memphis, Soul Stewart, Stuart Baird, 888, never like a loss and a lot of positives to take. For me, I didn't see any pre-snap penalties, what we were just talking about, despite it being a loud stadium. And Dalton seemed to get the ball out quickly. What is the dress code for this week's virtual tailgate? Stuart, you know what? You can do what you want, mate. I mean, after last night's... (laughs) uh, I'm going to go animal print. Animal print. Okay. I'm going for well, I just I, there's got to be some clothes involved, Stuart. If you don't know, <laughs> you know, go on to our uh, Mate, Twitter and and look up hashtag Bengals UK tailgate, and you'll see uh, Stuart uh, in a way that you've never seen him before, or anyone actually, to be honest. <laughs> he looks in good nick, that geezer. He's been doing. I see on Twitter, he's doing those park runs. So that's what he's he done it for. In, that's what I mean. He's in good. He's been doing these park he's still, runs for... from this season. I'm going to get my body out, <laughs> and I need to look good. Yeah. Okay, Ross at Dalton to AJ. Happy with the offense last night. A 2015 Dalton would be brilliant, and I think Taylor will bring the best out of him. Defensively, very good, but also a few silly penalties. Webb and Kirkpatrick. That being said, I'm still confident we finish the season nine and seven or ten and six. Whoa, we got our first ten talk. and six. Yeah, Fighting talk from Ross. Hey, he's had a go at B- BW Web there, son. You've got to stand up for worry. BW. I've stored that. I've stored you've got, that. You've got to have a little like chirp back for yeah, BW. Well, it's there. a long season. It's a marathon. Yeah, not you've remembered that, though. From at Dalton oh, yeah. to AJ, you've heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ross, I remember that, son. Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Meow. Oh, that's a solid handle, at that is. two day for the win. Hate to see games slip. Th- a first time caller, I think. Perhaps. That's a great, that's an unbelievable handle, that is. Hate to see games slip through like that. They had it in the bag a few times. If Dre keeps his feet on the fumble recovery, he scores. Yeah, it's true. It's if the point. rain didn't fall just right, so to cause the slip out of Dalton's hand, we get at least three on that drive. Hate it, but happy they played well. Alistair Leg at Lega La Derby. Um, very happy with that. Well, what I watched last night, the W would have been fantastic, but take nothing away from the overall performance. Keep going about our business, and we still have an entertaining season. Passing plays were a joy to watch when firing on all cylinders, even without AJ. Well said, Martin Greer at Martin Greer seventy three. 
enjoyed the game and plenty of positives. Need to keep the scoreboard ticking over as three points second half isn't good enough. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Only week one and Randy missing kicks is worrying. Who day? Come on then, Nathan. Off you go. Long run. Randy Bullock. I, I, I no. This I knew you. I knew you. I knew you turn this around on me like that. But no, like, no, well, no, you know. no. Bullock. <clears throat> I just think he's a below average. I've always said this. I think he's a below average NFL kicker. I don't think he's. I think he's better than some teams' kickers. I think he's more reliable than a lot of rookies that a lot of teams are starting out there or like first two year players like Daniel Carson and people like that have got no experience. I'd rather Randy Bullock because he can put them through from inside forty. But there was a there was a play that that fourth and one where we had to go for it there and we were like, look, we think we've got to go for it here. You had Justin Tucker, you had a kicker with a big leg, even Jake Elliott, you might be like, let's go for this, let's kick it. Because he would have been about 54, right? And I think with Bullock, in that Seattle outside stadium, you're like, you know, the fans would have been up, you'd have never fancied it. So we went for it, we ran it, didn't get it. Now, even if we got it, you know, we could have gone free and out again and not got it. You've got a kicker there, like Justin Tucker or someone who's a real, like, big leg guy, like a Jake Elliott, you know, or anyone like that. You roll him onto the field. Now, he might miss it and it might overall hurt his percentage of kicks made. But I think overall, you know, you've got a weapon from there and it shortens the field from where you can make points from. And, you know, Randy Bullock accurate kicker you look at him I'm not dissing on Randy I think he deserves an NFL job he's not that bad but I just I always have felt he's a below average kicker he's not in the top half of kickers in the league and I think his lack of distance hurts him and I think he will hurt you in key situations he's done it before for us against against Houston a couple of years ago he did it and I think you know I don't I absolutely don't want to tell Randy Bullock cost us that game I'm not that short-sighted but that field goal is three points. It goes through, you know, you look at the score, it's a different game. So, you know, you also give field position to Seattle, giving them that sort of 45-yard miss. So, you know, I'm happy to go. I'm not by any means saying, let's cut Randy, let's bring in some random geezer off the street because it certainly ain't that bad. But I think that it would have been nice for us to, you know, over the last couple of years have maybe looked at the kicker position and said, look, how can we, how can we sneak a kicker here that's in the top half? Because it's an underrated position. What do you think about it, Sungs? Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, want it to be a one-sided view on this no, podcast. No, I get it. But I think you look at the stats and Ronnie Bullock is actually much better than a lot of kickers in the league. He's probably you not... don't ask a lot from him, though. You asked no, him last right. year. We asked very easy from him. But then do you take the risk with a big... I mean, they signed a big-legged guy yeah, no, you you would, know, this year, uh, but he would, missed a lot of intermediate... Absolutely, you would never you take look, him. And you look at... Uh, where most field goals are kicked from, yeah, yeah, and they're not, they're you know below fifty yards. My my view on Bullock is I, so simple. I just think he's a below average kicker. I think he's probably well. You, I think I think he's above average. Actually. You think he is? I think he's above I, average. I think but if I think you he's, can, but he's not a he's not a big legged kicker. You look at Jake Elliott, and he's having his struggles with yeah. you know, with extra points and and shortish field goals. But you ask him to 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 like whack one in. That yeah. was a really long sigh that you had there. Was it? Yeah, I, I heard it. No, it was like... <sighs> <laughs> like getting passionate about me kickers on this pod. I don't know, I, I just think... I just think <laughs> like Darth Vader. Yeah, I thought it was Vader. <laughs> Blimey. No, I know, we could go... I, I think it's a really tricky one. I think he's probably from 1 to 32, 24th. And that's, to me, it's like, you know... It's, it's, like, under, Dal- it's like Dalton then. No, I think oh. I think Dalton's a better quarterback than Bullock is a kicker. I think a Bullock is a better quarterback than Dalton, and <laughs> Dalton is a better kicker than Bullock. I'd agree. I'd agree <laughs> with you entirely. Phil H at Bengal Blue Boy, very encouraging performance. Respect may be more forthcoming, which is a two-edged short sword. Uh, was thinking how much difference having Whitworth would have made this team. Don't oh, even go stop, there, Phil. Don't. Stop. Don't torment yourself. Don't, Phil. It's true um, though. Yeah, but don't. Um, we can adjust our expectations up with this coaching staff, and he's probably right. Stephen McNish at McNish86, mostly encouraged, but definitely feels like a win slipped away, but was impressed with all three phases of the team. was good to see we can still get points if we haven't got the run game clicking fully yet, and that's something we've got to watch out for, that running that, game. That's a really... I, I can't believe we haven't said this yet. <clears throat> 34 yards rushing last night. Yeah, not great. With Dalton, but were you saying Dalton's gone career game? Thirty-four yards rushing. I know Mixon went out, but I, I just think they came up with the, they thought the best way to do because they were playing pure 
West Coast last night. They were just zipping the ball. Can to we run the ball? Four though? or five I, yards. We didn't need to last night. I know we didn't need to, but I'm asking, can we? Because we were shocking the preseason well, we'll running the ball. But as I say, last night we didn't need to because the game plan was to get it out quick. On well, that the that's going to at home against 49ers next week. That's going to be a very interesting because you know if Mixer plays or not. But that line, can they get the holes there? We shall see. Shea Bristol at Bristol Shea. We're going to surprise a lot of people this year, and I can't wait. Ryan Way at Ryan Way 9. Obviously encouraged. Wouldn't say angry, but feel like a few play calls were frustratingly defeatist and felt very old day. Uh, looking forward to Sunday now, though, which is a feeling we're unused to uh, the last few seasons. Absolutely. Michael McGowan at Medwriter Mike. An encouraging That's new, a solid handle. An encouraging <laughs> new day in all facets except kicking. There you go. What have you just been uh, talking about? Harpua at Harpua 71. The result was expected, but the way they played was far better than expected on both sides of the ball. Charmless Peter at Food Caddy. <laughs> you got that. Got it. I'm not good. The Charmless Peter is fantastic, but solid name. All right, solid name. Mostly encouraged. A couple, <laughs> er, a couple of errant plays, other than they looked like, looked good in all three phases. Nigel Granger at Fleet underscore Risk. I feel kind of pleased to get the score right, but upset it was the wrong way round. That said, we played well and I'm confident for the rest of the season. Uh, if he got the score right, 21-20 Seals, if he gave you some money on that, he'd be laughing. <clears throat> Absolutely. Martin Calladine at Ugly Game. That was one of the best defeats I can ever remember. Yeah, it's true. Going in, new, inexperienced coach, lots of injuries, weak O-line, questions about the defence, and we produced that. Even as a pessimist, I found it hard not to be very encouraged by the performance. Deserved to win. Absolutely. I couldn't 100%. disagree. Dunker Dunker Burning Love at Dastardly Duncan. <laughs> Solid handle. Very happy in general, but some concerns. Run game was pretty bad. A few dumb plays let us down, and we gave the points inside the first half. Two-minute warning again. Felt like Andy was having a lot of passes battered down or tipped two. Yeah, that's true. Not sure if it was just me who thought that. Absolutely not, Duncan. That was something I forgot to mention. I think he had about half a dozen yeah, there's a lot. passes battered down, which yeah. is astonishing. There was one as well in the first quarter where Mixon was set up perfectly yeah. for a screen. Uh, I think if he'd managed to get that to him, Mixon would have had a very big chunk gain. Absolutely. And Duncan goes on to say, we will, beat ta- we will beat teams playing that way, though. I certainly have a more positive outlook on how the season plays out now. Not sure I believe it makes us a contender, but at least we'll be somewhat entertaining. And finally, no, we've got a couple. Bengals UK uh, underscore blog. Uh, how the D-line rotation helped keep players fresh. Sam Hubbard's continued development. Zach Taylor's less conservative play calling and how refreshing it all feels. I think that's a, a really good point there. Let's have a look at where we can find Duncan. Duncan Yeadon at Slam Dunk the Funk. Solid handle. Still angry that we lost last night. However, so many positives and only a few little areas that cost us. I know Nathan doesn't like our kicker. I'm thinking it's time to move on from him also. From me or a kicker? Well, I don't know. Maybe it means you, Nathan. Uh, thoughts on this and Dre's petulant behaviour that coughed up uh, another easy 15 yards. Yeah, we've covered that. It was a daft, daft penalty. And I think he got it. a little bit like, I think Dre got a bit on the rough side of it. Because that geezer had a little push in first. And I, yeah, but you can't. No, you can't. can't respond like that. But I think, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't complete. Well, I don't know. Okay, uh, that's your lot, I think. What a lot of correspondence there, Absolutely. son. A laundry list. Absolutely. Um, we've took, got time for one more thing. We're going to go back to a uh, uh, semi-regular feature, Poppadom Preach, where Nathan gets to uh, rant for 30 seconds about a subject outside of the NFL. Or it could actually be inside of the NFL. Um, okay, are you ready, Nathan? Yes. Ready, yep. steady, go. Processed bread. Mate, I'll tell you something. <laughs> I swear on my life, I've been thinking about this one for ages. You know, you get all this bread in the supermarkets, your Hovis, your all this. I, mean, I can't even imagine how bad the American bread is. It's so tasteless and grimy and it stays fresh or whatever fresh would be for about a month. You forget how good because of this processed Ten bread. left. It's how good fresh bread is, mate. Processed bread, it should be got rid of. You should go back to having really good, lovely, delicious fresh bread. That's bang on 30 seconds. Yeah, it was. But I strongly believe that, mate. Well, 
You forget how good the fresh bread is. So you telling me you wouldn't eat, right? If something, if if a a vegetarian a veggie sausage sandwich with a fried egg and your sauce of choice was placed in front of you between two fluffy fluffy uh, slices of white bread. I'd, I'd eat it, but I, I'm not proud happy to say it. it's shit bread, though, mate. Like, you've got Hovis and you've got all that <laughs> stuff. It, it would stay fresh for two weeks. Okay, all right. Like you could, but you, the one, my point more so is that if you go down to your local baker, right, who's knocking out loaves and they like, you know, you, you know a good loaf of bread because it goes stale in 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, you just you, the quality of that sort of bread you forget because people get so used to this sort of like classic supermarket bread. Yes, um, I, you know because we we just come over as like hipsters and whatnot. But there is a local There's a hipster element about it. Like I'm, I like you know. Well, I'm going to say my baker in Upminster is the dirtiest bakery in the whole of the UK. <laughs> but a geezer knocks out fresh loaves for about eighty p. Bang on sourdough. No, it's not about sourdough. It's just a loaf just of bread. bread. Yeah, yeah. It's like the geezer's knocked it up himself. Like, what do you have to do to become a dirty baker? <laughs> He's just a bit dirty, the geezer. What does, what does that even mean? Oh, I don't know. Well, like hygiene-wise, or just, just like he attitude? Just, you wouldn't want to buy a loaf of bread off him. <laughs> right, even though you've just bigged him up. <laughs> the bread's good. He himself, though. Like, All right, yeah, I, the, the, I need to meet a dirty baker, I think, <laughs> in the future. Baker Mayfield. Well, yeah, they have, exactly. And wasn't that a shame yesterday? Mate, um, just quickly on that, though. Wasn't it amazing to see the Browns get absolutely spanked? Oh, it was, it was almost... It was... Uh, it was, I don't know how to describe Incredible. it. It was, it was brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and the Steelers get that, spanked as well. I hope that continues. But Lamar Jackson, though, hello. Yeah, I know it was the Dolphins, Dolphins but, you know, Hollywood we'll see. Brown as well. But, you know, the season has started. We've got all these talking points. The Browns, will they implode? Will the Steelers get any better? They've got Seattle as well, the Browns, I think. Uh, well, they're playing that. No, the Steelers have got so Seattle. So Steelers got Seattle. Uh, yeah, I think the it. Browns yeah, yeah. have got the Jets on Monday night. Oh, yeah. um, however, we've got the 49ers. Just a quick word on that before we wrap things up. Home win, do you think? Should Tevin Coleman's out for the 49ers, and he's done his ankle as well, similar to Mixon, I think will probably be out. But we've got to do them. That's that, I'll be completely honest, we have to win that. Yeah, and I think if there's no, it doesn't matter if we play well in that we deserve to win. That's a bad loss. Yeah. We've got to win that. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they've got George Kittle and, and tight ends have been our Achilles heel for a long yeah, time. That's a good point. So we've got to make sure we get to Garoppolo. Ball accounts, uh, the, their offense did, didn't look great against Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just because I, th- I believe that Winston threw two pick sixes. Winston's shocking. Oh, he's, I mean, poor. What a, you talk about Boss and he's a, oh, he's, a major he's just been like hanging got, around the geezer, isn't he? Yeah, and I think Arians won't won't stand for no, that too no. often. Um, so I think it is a winnable game. They've got a good defense. Um, I think home win though. If we play anything like we did against the Seahawks, then it's a home win. Quick word, injury. and also sorry, it's 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 not so much a rivalry anymore. But the 49ers yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Bengals have got a lot of special lot of, connections. Absolutely, two Super Bowls, Bill Walsh. All that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so I kind of always weirdly look forward to the 49ers Once games. Once or four years as well. Even yeah. though we generally tend to lose. I'm just so used to us losing to them in the big, the biggest of all games yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was a kid growing up supporting the Bengals. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to say home win, but I agree. with with If we can win this and then go to the Bills, I think we're capable of winning against yeah, the Bills. Yeah, it's a big game. You know. But isn't it great to have football back there? Absolutely. The last thing, injuries. Yes. Joe Mixon, sprained ankle, like you said earlier. We don't know if it's high or low or what the timetable is on that. Still no news. I've just been looking at Twitter throughout this. We're recording this Monday night. It's about 7, coming up to 8 o'clock. Uh, so what's that? It's about 3 o'clock. Yeah. Um, uh, EST. So we haven't heard any news yet. Um, you know, even in Mixon's out, the beauty of... Uh, we haven't mentioned that Geo signed it. <laughs> An extension for yeah, two years. Yeah. Pretty good money for a yeah, backup, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's going to... He's going to have a big part in this offence. He's going to earn his money for the next couple of weeks if Mixon's out. Uh, but we'll see. We haven't heard any, any news yet. And AJ Green, again, we haven't heard anything more. I mean, no. I know people were saying initially with Green it might have been a six-week job, which would mean it would only keep him out for a couple of games. But the way it's brewing at the moment, I think it's going to be about four to five games. Apparently he's out of the boot, though. So Is he? Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, wouldn't it be great if he came back for that Pittsburgh game? I think that's Monday a really night. good, you know, potential landing we'll spot. But one game at a time. We are 0-1, but let's hope we're 1-1 after this. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can reach us 
on Twitter at Hooday underscore UK or on Facebook at Bengals UK. Uh, again, thanks so much for listening. Keep corresponding with us. Watch out and look out for another Bengals UK online tailgate this Sunday, uh, an hour before kickoff uh, against the 49ers. We've got videos, we've got giveaways, we've got all sorts going on. We want to see Stuart Baird's latest uh, uh, fashion <laughs> concoction. Uh, but until that time, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.